This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. Simply Sad is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way. Or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello and welcome. This is Polly Campbell and you're listening to Simply Said. And I'm here today with my buddy, Sherry Sakanagi. Hey, Cher. Happy 2020. What's up? Happy 2020. Can you believe it's 2020 already? I, I like writing it. I like saying it. It just kind of flows. I just remember thinking to myself, 2020, like cars would be flying, first of all, you know, like the Jetsons. <laughs> We're getting close. And that I'd be like really old. Like yeah. you think in 2020, you're, I'm going to be old. And well, like, that part is true, right? <sighs> only Here in my are. body. Isn't that right? <laughs> I feel younger in my brain and my body is getting a little slower as I go forward. Did you have big resolutions, big goals, things you want to do this year, or do you take a, a slower, gentler approach to the new year? You know, I've ebbed and flowed over the over the years on this whole resolution thing. I think I've kind of found my happy place, but um, my big things never really happen because of New Year's. They just kind of happen throughout the year. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of try to figure that whole thing out. But what about you? Yeah, I I actually have two New Year's. I celebrate New Year's in January. And then I also think of September as kind of a, a second beginning. When the school year starts, I kind of launch into the next place. And I, I love having marks. You know, I like being able to track things. So January is always a time where I kind of look at where I've been, uh, what I want to create next year and be more intentional and, and deliberate. And then I kind of resurrect those same ideas back uh, in September and modify what I need, what's not working anymore and, and start again. Because I find that uh, if I don't leave set amount of time to think about things or to write them down or to be really deliberate, I, I don't do them. They slip off my radar. I get caught up in reacting. And plus I, you know, I'm a ponderer. I like to think about things. So it's a good time of year for me to do that. There's, there's no sharp beginning or ending to most things in life, but I like having a mark like, okay, today I'm going to uh, be more intentional about what I put in my body for food or how I exercise or how I talk to my daughter or whatever it is. I know exactly what you do in September. I know the first thing that you do in Office September. Office supplies. Yes, new pens. I know. I found Office the greatest. Supplies. I found the greatest new pens at this um, store in downtown Portland called Muji. M U J I. They're amazing. They're they're flowy. They're so flowy. September is pretty. I mean, I get duck football and I get the stores filled with office supplies. Um, some people call them school supplies, but Yep. I do believe 
that we really create the life we are living. Um, I think we, our life is a product of the questions we ask, the way we think about uh, the situations that are occurring. I mean, certainly things are going to emerge. We're going to have most of what happens to us, we will not have expected or uh, think we're not ready for or not have thought about before. But I think how we respond to those situations um, are the game changers. And so, you know, in January, I want to think about how I want to respond in the year ahead. And, and I think a way to get at that is to stop first and think about the year we just had. You know, when I was, when I wrote my first book and I was out on that book tour, I'd meet people all the time. The book is called Imperfect Spirituality. And one of the things it talks about is mindset and our belief systems. And I'd meet people all the time that felt like they were sabotaging themselves. They wanted something different in their life than uh, what they were having, a better relationship or a more interesting job or whatever, more money, uh, less weight, (laughs) right? More and less of everything, it seemed like. And when I would be in conversation with them, this one woman in particular wanted a new job and she was talking to me about it and said, well, what is it you want in your job? And she told me, you know, she wanted more freedom with her schedule. She wanted a good connection with a coworker. She, all these things. And I said, okay, what are you missing from the work you have now? And what she discovered is she had all those things in her existing job. She had a great relationship with her coworker. She had just taken the day off, uh, the afternoon off to come to the the reading at the bookstore with her daughter. So she had a flexible schedule. She was actually creating the very thing she thought she didn't have. And she just needed to step back and notice. And I, I think that's so true. I think we get really caught up in the negative things that happen and we forget to go back and, and look at what we've accomplished. I did something like maybe middle of December is I flipped back in my journal and looked at my, um, they weren't resolutions necessarily, maybe intentions for 2019. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there were three of them. I'm like, oh my, oh my God, I, I did them all. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily purposeful. I mean, I set the intention and I, you know, ruminated on it every once in a while. And then organically it happened through the year. I achieved every goal. And um, I was like, so I kind of did that again this year. I kind of, they're broad in, intentions that I will try to weave in through the year and see if they organically um, happen instead of putting the pressure on, um, you know, real specific goals that I think put pressure you put pressure on yourself and then you beat yourself up when you don't do it so that's kind of my the way I kind of look at at new year clean slate fresh start kind of stuff I I think that's huge because intentions kind of set the vibe right and then our consciousness takes over and things happen and we draw things to us that we're not even aware of And I think we can create a whole bunch of awesome stuff. I think that's really the difference between goals and intentions. Goals are really future focused. What's the outcome I want? And intentions are threaded through the present moments of our lives. Goals are a destination. Intentions 
are how we live each day. And if we live the each day or each moment or each month or year with an intention in mind, then they will move us closer to our goals automatically if we're if if they're in alignment. You know, if if your goal is to make two hundred thousand dollars more than what you made last year and your intention is to also spend more time with your family, those two things may be in opposition. But maybe your intention is to put greater effort in when you are at work, and the goal would be to make more money than last year, and that intention of, of efforting, <laughs> that intention of efforting more at your job and putting more clear-eyed attention to your work you're doing is automatically going to carry you toward that outcome. So I like that. I, I like the idea of intention. I, I set, sometimes I set individual intentions in the day. Today, my intention is to be more patient because I haven't been good at that. Um, Intention is really the soundtrack to my life, how I want to live in this moment. I want to have a positive discussion during this podcast interview, or I'll set an intention before a phone call um, to have great understanding and compassion during the call. And then my intention for the year this year is I choose a word instead of a resolution is to elevate. I want to elevate my relationships. I want to elevate my health. I want to... so. Those aren't goals, right? But if I live to elevate, to improve, then my goal to uh, get in better shape is going to be on track as well and toward that outcome, I think. Oh, that's good. So like you have a little, it's like a, a one word mantra. I have a one word mantra and I, I um, you know, be careful what you ask for. Um, one year, my, my word was patience. And I got lots of chances to practice. It mm -hmm. seemed like I waited for everything that year. <laughs> One year, my word was kindness. And um, it made me aware, number one, of how I could be kinder and, and how to act on that. But it also made me aware of the kindness that was always flowing into my life. Um, so I try to give myself something, first of all, it's got to be something I can remember. I used to have all these goals and I, I couldn't keep track of them. So this year I want to elevate. I want to elevate my work and elevate my creativity and elevate my relationships and, and how those play out through my goals is a different thing. But uh, I, I like what you said about no pressure. I mean, I think there's a difference between awareness and pressure. I think pressure is counterproductive. We get stressed out and then we don't we're not as productive, we're not as healthy, we're not as creative. But awareness, oh, am I really giving my best effort toward this today? That's a different thing. It is. And like, you know, you talked about your one words that which means that you have a, a thought of what you would like to achieve and what that means to you. Yeah. And I think I'm, I, I've noticed something that just happened in the in the last couple of weeks is, um, what your whether it's an intention or a goal or however you you plan it it there needs to be a purpose to it rather than just because you think that's what you should do i did this thing like it wasn't part of my intentional plan but i was listening to a podcast of a really well known podcaster who has a meditation app and they were doing a 30 day meditation challenge so they would send you a meditation every day and i'm like i i should do that I should do that. I feel so much better when I, you know, have a normal med uh, regular meditation practice, which I really haven't had lately. I should do that. Okay. 
how many meditations do you think <laughs> I've done right now? I've done none. None. I've done none. And I've thought about it every day, like, but I should do that. But I, and I'm like, well, it's just meditation. I like to meditate. Why am I not doing it? And I think it's really because I, it's, it must, in my mind, it's not at the top of my list. I haven't connected it really to why I should be meditating every day. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to stick with it. And that, so I think it's important when you think about like what you want to achieve or bring into your life for 2020 is the why, why do you want that thing? I absolutely think it's essential and it's the only way we can really keep going. So take a minute when you're thinking about the year ahead and, and notice what you've done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what felt good, what didn't. Evaluate what you want to do and try to create next. Do you want better feeling in your household? Do you want to feel calmer during the day? Do you want to make more money, lose 40 pounds? Whatever it is, there's no wrong answers. Say it in a language that speaks to you. If you're going to choose a word, you choose a word that you can define for you. My definition and how Elevate is going to play into my year is different than what it might be for other people or what it says in the dictionary, but I know what the language is to me. And then exactly, why do you want this thing? Because I'll tell you what, for you, and you know, Sherry, because you're a trainer and we've, you've worked with me for years on this, you know, everybody's like, you, you need to exercise 30 minutes a day, or you need to get an hour and a half a week or whatever it is. And I played by the rules and I was really good for a month. And it didn't matter what month. I usually started in January, but it could be any month. I was really good. And then it was not sustainable for me. And I couldn't see the point. I have chronic illness. I wasn't seeing any great growth and improvement in my body. I was miserable, all these things. But when I changed the rules, why to me became, I just want to have movement in my life because movement will mean I can't stiffen up and stop walking, right? It's that fundamental for me. And I want to have a better heart because I have a kid and I want to hang around a long time. What is the minimum I can do where my body is manageable for the rest of the day and where I know I'll get there? And that's, you know, 20, 25 minutes a day. And I do it every day. And mm-hmm. I've done it every day for almost three years now. And it's the first time I've ever sustained a program. It's not even a program. It's just what I do. I get up, I put on my gym clothes. Once they're on, I go to the gym because it's 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. In my mind, the why is for 20 minutes, you get a longer life. That's the why. I can do the 20 minutes. But until I made that connection and started making my own rules about how this lives in my life, it was impossible for me to sustain. I just never did it. And then I felt terrible about myself. Mm-hmm. That And that goes back to the thing that I think when, if, if people out there are interested in resolutions or goals, that it's something that that you can see as a work in progress. And so when it doesn't come naturally after six weeks, which is supposedly when your habits start and all that, that you are not, that you can keep trying without beating yourself up. You know, years ago, I was in a job that was just kind of sucking the soul out of me. And I knew I (laughs) wanted to be a writer and I wanted to do these things, but I, I needed the money and I needed, I had a lot to learn. I'd never run a business and I was fairly young. And so I stayed in that job for a year. And during that year, the why was to take in all the information I could about running a business, bad and good. What do I want to do when I'm on my own? What's a good thing? What's a thing I don't want to do? How is that going to work? And 
honestly, that really made that year, knowing the why I was staying in that job, it really made that year come alive for me and certainly prepared me for what was to come when I was on my own as a writer. So after you know where you've been and what you want to create next and why you want to create it, then reframe that, you know, we, we, there will be days you don't want to go to the gym or there will be days you don't want to go to this so-called dead end job. But when you're in that job, it's offering something, some knowledge, some gift, some opportunity that will launch you into the next thing you want to create. So mm -hmm. know the why and then reframe the circumstance so you can allow it to carry you forward and, and move you forward into the next thing you want to create in 2020 and beyond. You're not going to love you people, you guys all know, because I say it like every week, how much I hate exercise, but I sure love being able to golf. And before I started exercising regularly, I couldn't walk around a golf course. My arthritis is too bad. I was too overweight, all these other things that made me too tired to do that. Now I can hobble around a golf course. And that is now why I keep going to the gym in the winter. So I can stay flexible enough to do that. And I think when we reframe it, when we reframe the exercise, every time I'm at the gym, I'm like, I'm doing this to beat my husband on the golf course. It makes that 20 minutes or half hour bearable and meaningful to me. I agree with that. And it's, you know, along those lines and kind of that, in that same area is if for some reason, like my meditation stuff, my meditation failure, <laughs> Not if, a failure. if I know I just had to say the word, <laughs> um, if you're, the why is also if if for some reason you're let's say that you chose you weren't going to the gym if if you if you were not it's it's like why you know again the why can work both ways why am i doing this why am i not doing this and kind of you know not doing something is serving a purpose too it's just figuring out what the purpose is for not doing that thing Everything we do serves us in some way. It's just making the connection. Absolutely. And I think that's a huge point. It's okay not to meditate, my friend. It's okay what? not to meditate. There you go. Don't, don't tell anybody. It's 2020. Everyone meditates. Every, don't tell, I love meditation. Don't tell anybody I said that. But it's okay, you know, and it's okay. I, I will tell you what. I'm going to just eat pizza for the rest of my life. I'm serious. I, I like pizza. I'm not going to have any food wars. I'm going to eat what I want when I eat it. I'm a grown-up. I'm, I'm going to do that. And so this desire at different times in my life to lose weight, you know, I, I'm my desire now is to be healthy. And why is because I want to golf and I want to be able to be creative and I want to do these other things. But it doesn't exclude pizza from my life. It excludes maybe eating a whole pizza one night. But know your why. It's okay. This isn't about doing the things you should do. It's about doing the things that bring meaning into your life and make you feel engaged and alive because we get a short time. And it, even if we live to be 100 years old, that is not a lot of time. This is to be enjoyed. It's not to beat ourselves up and be stressed. We're not getting to any place. It's this process. It's the it's so cliche, but it's the journey. This is the living, right? Mm -hmm. Do the thing. Do the thing that brings you meaning. What do you want? How do you want to feel while you're doing it? It should feel okay. There should be some gift in there, even on the days when I don't feel like riding. 
I like being self-employed. That's the gift, right? So do the thing and do the things that will engage you and uplift you and inspire you because we need you to be at your best. I need to be at my best so that we can create momentum to carry each other along the road. You know, what you and I talk about all the time because we we live our lives differently, but ultimately we have the the same values. We, we want to be with our families and we want to feel good and when we want to create things. There's not a wrong way of doing it, but I do think it takes deliberate thinking, be aware of what it is you want to create. And, and I think you got to get off the couch once in a while to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do the thing. If there's something you've been, last year is a great example. How many years did I talk about starting a podcast with you? I mean, probably mm-hmm. four or five years. Mm-hmm. It took me that long. It took me 40 years to write my first book. And I knew from just about the get-go, the day I was born, that I wanted to write a book. Do the thing. Yep. And yep. if, you don't, if you don't want to, if, if your goals have changed, that's okay too. I'm stopping and starting all the time. The things that I thought would carry meaning for me, no, now that I'm a mother, I want to do other things now. Do the thing I think is awesome. And I think back to two of the things that I took me years to do as well. And I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm like, why didn't I do the thing? And most of the time I knew I wanted to do the thing. I knew I could figure out how to do the thing, but it was really fear that was holding me back. What was one thing? Going into recovery for an eating disorder. I knew for three years, I ruminated on that. I ruminated, I thought about it, I knew I should. I tried on my own. I, you know, I got phone numbers for people I could, for years. And then one day, but you know, recovering from any addiction or or illness um, is scary. And so um, it, one day on a hot July, I was in the car and I made the call and number that you had given me two years prior. And it just, um, I just did it. I just did it then because I sat in it and I thought about it and I just lived in it and I didn't set deadlines. I probably should have because I, I let it go a little too far, but, um, but I did it eventually. So it's, it's, uh, it's, Sometimes doing the thing can be really scary, but the payoff, man, if you want it bad enough, if you're thinking about it for years, you want it bad enough. You just have to get over the fear and do it. Listen, I think if it's not scary, it's not the thing. Mm-hmm. If, it, if, it not, if it doesn't matter to you in a deep, emotional, meaning, life-changing way, it's not the thing. It might be fun to do. You can still do it. You can still climb the mountain or you can still go to the new company or whatever. But if you don't have some fear, if you don't have some excitement, if you don't have this inner knowing, it's not the thing, right? Yeah. Anxiety is a really close cousin to excitement, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And sometimes the things we start off that are so fearful and so anxiety producing quickly, quickly move to excitement. When I, when I finally got a book deal, I thought I was going to throw up and I couldn't write for a week and I knew I couldn't do it. And I sucked and all those things. Once I got going, it quickly turned to, wow, look at what, what's happening now. Look at what I'm doing now. Now, I didn't know how it was going to work out, but that's not my business, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't know how, what the recovery process would be like. And that keeps us stuck because we think, well, how am I going to get enough money to do this? How am I going to get enough education? Who's going to support me when I need to recover from my addiction? Who's going to, 
that's not our business. The mm-hmm. why is our business. And when mm-hmm. you know the why you want to do the thing, when you know the why you want to set the intention, then the how will work itself out because we are enough and we have the, the creative problem solving abilities and the support and the ideas where we will land where we need to go. Once you know the why, get going do the thing. You're going to be afraid if it matters, if it's worthwhile at all. But like Sherry said, it's life-changing no matter what your thing is. We all have that, right? The good and the bad, the things we want to recover from, the things we want to learn, the things we want to elevate. Let's do that for the Simply Start. This year, 2020, right now today, Simply Start. What is the thing you have always wanted to do? What would you do if you weren't afraid? Figure out what that is for you right today and take one baby step toward it. If that, if you want to finish your degree, get the catalog from the community college or the college, right? If you want to be a writer, sign up for an online course, right? That was one of your things, right? You wanted to publish your work. That was last year's. And all I wrote, I told you, I looked back in my journal, it was get published. I and? had no idea. I wasn't write a blog. It, it was just get published and not only did I start the blog, but I actually was published another. I mean, it just was like, it exceeded probably any actual real, if I had set a goal, said get an article published. It, I exceeded that by just leaving it open to what came my way. So what happened then? You knew you wanted to get published, so you started writing? I actually, that's when I took a class on okay. getting your work published. It's just taking that baby step. You know, it just, it trickle one little step and it will trickle. That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment, Trek It. I may have talked about this before because I have this little bullet journal because I love writing things down. And so I got a streak going. So what I do is I have these little squares. I have a square for the days I work out at the gym. I have a square for the days I do my deep work on my book project. I have a square for my morning pay. I don't want to break the, the track. So if you're starting a new project or you're going into recovery or you're going to the gym or whatever your thing is for 2020, whatever your intention goals are for 2020, keep track of it. Every day you work on that book project, make a little square in your notebook or give yourself a check mark. Every day you go to the gym, give yourself a check mark and see how long you can go with those little baby steps without, break, without breaking that streak. It doesn't always have to be the same thing. Like when you're writing a book, you're not doing the same thing every day. There are different facets of that job, but give yourself a check for every day you work on it. When you're going to the gym, do different exercises, but give yourself a check if you go for a half hour or 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is for you and see how long you can keep that streak alive. It's hard for me to break the streak and I will do something I don't want to do just because I want to see that little mark in my bullet journal. I know. It's like a potty training chart. Wow, I never thought, I, I should put gold stars in for myself. I was going to say, I think you should put stickers in. <laughs> I need some stick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do stickers now. That would be so colorful to open it up. But that's that'll be your, be tw- that'll be your 2020 thing. <laughs> How do you track your progress? Or do I, you not? I didn't. Last year, I didn't. I met all three goals. I didn't track my progress. Well, I it just... was pretty obvious when you published because you could see it, right? Well, that's true. And, and with my blog, I guess I have to say when I did start my blog to try, I, I knew that I would not miss a week. Like if I was going to do it, I was going to be consistent. So that tracks itself automatically. I won't miss a week. What if you don't feel like doing it? It's one of the, for me, and I think everyone's different. It's commitment. It's when, you know, you, if you're the kind of person that doesn't 
break your commitment to other people or yourself. I would let myself down if I, if I didn't do it. I think the commitment we make to ourselves is equally as important to anything we make to other people. So if you're getting up and going to work every day and you make a commitment to do something that's going to be meaningful in your life on your own time or even during work, then I think you owe it to honor yourself that way. Just like you said, it is commitment. There's lots of days I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I sure sucked into it and involved and loving it when I get started. Again, it goes back to that why. Why do you want this for yourself? Why do you want this for your life? Not only will you feel good going after it each day of the process, but that will help you sustain it. And that brings its own satisfaction. Like writing for you became... about the writing. It became about the healing and the curiosity and the learning and the publishing that. That just became the cherry on the proverbial Sunday. That's absolutely true. I I love it when you say things like you're right. I know. I've said that a lot on this podcast and in real life, (laughs) I never say that. I'm so agreeable. (laughs) You're living this stuff too. We know these little things can work and transform our, our days. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? Let's get on with 2020, sister. Make this year the year. Do the thing, the thing you've always wanted to do, the thing that brings you energy and joy. And let me know how it goes. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or find me on the Polly Campbell Author Speaker Facebook page. You can join our community there, sign up for my newsletter, do all those other things. And Sherry, your blog is is part of the Friday landscape now. You can find Sherry Sakanagi's blog about her recovery from eating disorder at skinny-truth.com. So check it out. Enjoy 2020. Start the thing. And I think that will help all of us live well, do good, and be happy.